As many of you know, I think Gen Z is the generation that will save the world. I firmly believe it because they have to. I mean, there's no choice. And I also know that experience is not the truth. Our experience teaches us things. But one of the signs of getting old is thinking that your experience is the truth. Experience is good. It's just not the truth. And anyone that wants to keep ahead of the curve, meaning being able to still communicate and work in some fashion with Gen Z, has to have that realization. So to that end, I've assembled the Gen Z people from our team to talk, to advise, to give insights, and they're thinking about all sorts of things because they will be leading the future. So with me today are Deliana, TK, and Sydney. Also, we have three interns that we're going to introduce at the end of the program that are working with us for the summer that are going to bring beautiful vision about purpose. Now, when we get together, we talk about everything from failing institutions, from paralysis versus rebellion, permission, and my favorite topic, emotional intelligence. So one of the themes that come up a lot during our discussions is the question of how do you enact change? when things feel so out of your hands? How does Gen Z view their influence in the world? TK, let's start with you. When you think of influence, what do you think about that you're able to offer the world in the state that it is right now? I think Gen Z, based on where we are, is in the hot seat right now. People are starting to look towards us to solve problems that have been around for for a while or new problems that are arising. And within our generation, trying to find where you fit in, where you are different than the rest of your generation can be hard. With access to all this information, we can see all the problems in the world. We can identify with different problems, figuring out not only where you belong, but where you want to see yourself make an impact. Do you think this is something that's distinct to Gen Z or something that folks go through as they go from being a child to being an adult? I was thinking about that this morning. If you put baby boomers, if you just switch their birth date and put them into Gen Z, would they be different than they are now? Would they be different than Gen Z is right now? And I honestly think the answer is no, they'd probably be around the same as Gen Z is right now. You have a different experience, different opportunity, different access. The things that brought you up are different. So one of the things that is similar, though, I have found between boomers and Gen Z is prejudice, fear of war, and that the world is coming to an end was very similar. So there is a similarity between the two generations, which is really interesting. And Sydney, I've heard you talk about trying to find the voice and how you want to make some sort of movement in the world, and that each generation has something that they're supposed to do. But what is it that will make a difference, even though it's overwhelming? Looking for the right place to start, the right footing, how to properly communicate that idea that you're going for is something that I see Gen Z really struggling to do is find that voice and find the confidence to make the first step. Planning only goes so far. Talking online can only go so far to a point. It's when you put that action out there and actually make that first step is where I see a lot of Gen Zers having a disconnect is taking it from offline conversations to actually boots on the ground. Deliana, last but not least, certainly, you know that purpose is a big part of who we are and what we do. And you also believe that purpose-driven is the foundation of 
your generation. Why do you think that? Did you realize that yourself or were you told that? No, I think I've seen it through different friends where they're really purpose driven. They find a cause about something like one is really interested in recycled clothing and has kind of created her own business around this as a side piece. And I've seen that with different people. So I think that's where Gen Z is different is we do have this platform that we can build on. So when we do find that thing that this is our purpose, we're able to drive it and we're passionate about that. Okay, so purpose-driven, we agree on that. We've also talked about the fact that you have a feeling of needing permission to make something happen, to speak up. So TK, when you think of the word permission, what are you talking about? I think permission is specific to the work world. There are times where Gen Z does not need permission. There's things that they are so passionate about, they cared so deeply about, that you don't need permission. You don't need to care about what's in your way. You drive that forward. I think where permission starts to come in more is in the workplace with imposter syndrome. When you're working maybe beyond your experience, when you're working for someone that you look up to, it is extremely hard to say yes when someone else says no. Putting your own your own values and your belief in yourself above someone else can be pretty hard. And do you think that's hard because of courage or hard because of practice on how to be more persuasive with an idea? It's more learned behavior. So you instinctually believe in yourself. And when you start to get to maybe a job that someone doesn't reciprocate that feeling, whether it be true or not, you start to limit your own belief and it becomes harder to push your ideas forward. So then Sydney, Dow, and TK, when you have a good idea or you care about something, what is it that a reasonable person who does have more experience, how can they help you be more effective at getting your opinion out there? I would say through listening. Gen Z is the bottom of the food chain right now. So giving that space for them to openly have a voice all voices are equal. Like your opinion is equal. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to go for it, but to at least give them the space to talk about it is a great way. I think another thing is bringing them into the conversation. So maybe some people are less vocal about speaking up. So another area could be asking their opinion on certain subjects. So listening, Sydney, do you agree to with that? I would agree. Yeah. Giving somebody the freedom to speak openly and be more comfortable in those spaces where it's important to speak out and give your opinion. I think that's the main tool that we would like to see used more frequently is bringing people in, threading, like you said, giving them a seat at the table to be able to voice their opinions in a safe space where you can collaborate with others. Okay. And TK, you agree with that? It's listen, but also listen to understand. You don't have to agree. doesn't matter if you agree, but you have to understand what I say and don't write me off just because I am younger. So if they're listening right now, somebody who does have experience, the big thing for them is to be able to say, what do you think? And then why do you say that? 
right? Instead of just saying no, do not be so quick to go to no. Now, this sounds really stupid, but it works for your kids. It works in your relationships. It works with everything. I mean, listen to what the person says and then say, why do you say that? Because you'll find out something. Now, you can do this in an efficient way. It doesn't have to be like you get every single person and every single thing has to go through having everyone talk about it. But the important things that matter to the community to open it up to get people's opinion. There are people that are responsible for making decisions. But to make a decision with a foundation of collective intelligence as a philosophical and cultural commitment would make a difference for everyone, not just Gen Z. Do you guys agree with that? You as that middle manager, yeah, you have 55 years of experience. Why not use more? Take my experience with you, use them together, and then make the smartest decision you can. So you have an opinion, you've been listened to. What does that person do when they have to say no? I think what would really help us is being able to ask that question of once we do get turned down, well, why? And wanting to know more and feeling comfortable being more inquisitive and, and understanding why our ideas might not fit for this time and place. So I get that the answer is no. Can I learn more about why just to help me learn more? TK, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's the mutual respect. If I respect you enough to bring my experience and ideas to you, share the same with me. Why is that your experience? Why do you think that will work? I think the worst answer people can give is this is the way we've done it. Well, okay, if that is the way you've done it, and it is better, that's totally fine. But if that's the only reason you don't want to do something new, then that's the issue I have. I don't think anybody in Gen Z thinks that they're inherently better than anyone else. It's the understanding where you're coming from just as much as you should understand where I'm coming from. So we can make a decision Maybe not together because you're the boss, but with the most information we can. There's another word, Sydney, I've heard you use it. The word authority. Most people acknowledge that leadership is more about influence than authority. So I think us seeing authority as kind of a, a barrier. It's because we've been told no, but we haven't had the confidence to ask why and be more inquisitive. And I think Gen Z should take the skills that we have, which I think is being able to talk about difficult situations and difficult topics, because we're able to discuss it very easily online and with each other. We're more comfortable digging deep into those emotions. And I think we should use that skill to question authority and help them be more of an influence rather than a boundary. Dal, what do you think? I think the authority is in a sense who is in front of you, but that's not that they can't be influenced. I do think our generation, more opinions are easily accepted. Not that we don't have polarizing opinions such as other generations, but I think we are more accepting of other things. So that can be brought into the workplace too and higher up the food chain. The whole reason that we're doing this, you have been so let down by everybody, family, institution of family, education, 
society, politics, government, parties, religion, everything has let you down. And that feeling leaves one not very happy. And that makes me very sad. So explain a little bit about that, just so people understand, because that is, to me personally, one of the things that we have to mend with a caveat that I don't think that there is a person who has rational thinking right now that does not feel let down by institution, no matter how old they are. So you're not the only ones, but be that as it may, we do have to work together to fix that and not be victim to it. But the day that I learned that, or we were talking about that, it almost broke my heart. So explain a little bit about that. And TK, start with you. The world has let you down and it sucks. I think where we're let down is similar to not just Gen Z being let down, but we see there's a missed opportunity in the world where we're letting everyone down. The positions of authority or the positions of leadership in the world, not seeking understanding and not looking to resource the people of the world besides their generation. When it comes to that sort of mindset of seeing that all these institutions have let our generation down, Gen Z has become very adaptable to those dire circumstances of the economy, housing, education, feeling more like you have a place in this world. But we've become very adaptable to that sort of change. We're adaptable to technology. And so I think that we've made do with the limited resources, and that's kind of discouraged us from fighting for more because we're able to change and adapt, but we don't understand that we could have so much more. And I think that's where Gen Z's have a bit of a disconnect. That's kind of the consequence of so much disappointment. I would add in, I think, like going back to the authority piece in a sense too, is most of the times these situations are out of our control. There's decisions being made by higher people of authority that will affect us. And from there, it almost feels like you're belittled and you don't have a say. We don't have a voice or an opinion, even though we do. It's supposed to be a free country and everything. So you have that ability, but it it feels like choices are being made without our consent. Or input or opinion. Okay, so the big thing is if someone says no and you don't understand, you are going to raise your hand and say, so I can learn Can you give more direction on why it is a no? If we're telling people older than us to understand and listen and to hear our experiences, we better damn well do the same thing up. If we're not listening to your experiences and truly trying to understand because you do have experience, maybe a little bit more than us, it doesn't mean it's better, but it does mean it is valid and not assuming that I am right just because I am me and I like my ideas better than yours. There has to be that reciprocal obligation to understanding each other. When you think of humankind, whether it's age and generations, whether it's cultures, no matter who it is, if we did that for everyone, (laughs) that everyone listened to each other and respected each other, even if you have to agree to disagree, the world would be a better place. It sounds simplistic. And sometimes simplicity is demeaned. This doesn't solve everything. This is just the beginning of the conversation. To end this part and this particular one, what is different about your generation than everybody else, do you think? If you were to say, 
we are very special because... So if we were to start with Sydney, what's so special about Gen Z or what's different about you from other people? I would take it back to that adaptability sort of characteristic. We're able to adapt to changing technology so fast, changing states of the world all over the place and be able to still find a footing regardless of our circumstance. So I think being more adaptable is Gen Z's biggest differentiator. So adaptability. TK, what do you think? Biggest differentiator, adaptability, and then also access to information, access to people, access to communication channels, access to other people's opinions and ideas, access. Daliana, we have adaptability and access. What are you going to say? Connectivity and then community. Going off of TK, because we have all this access to information and different platforms and technology. We are the first generation who has grown up with technology that it does give that connectivity. We're able to be with people and keep in touch. And then also the community aspect, it's easier to build a community online sometimes and keep that going. Adaptability, access, connectivity and community. Before we end, we want to go to our interns that have listened so patiently that are part of this. And we're so fortunate to have Genevieve, Bella, and Claire. They are interning with us for the summer, various stages of their education and in pursuit of their lives. So I'm going to ask each one quickly. We were talking about sense of purpose. So two things. What did you think of this conversation? And what do you think about sense of purpose? And let's start with Genevieve. I really enjoyed listening to this conversation, especially because it was great to hear these voices that I was agreeing with so much of what they were saying, where in so many conversations for like businesses, we don't really hear Gen Z voices. We hear a lot of the authority as we were talking about and hearing these Gen Z voices made me feel, it made me feel heard. (laughs) And I also think that a really big point for the purpose aspect would be that Gen Z has found a lot of our purpose in setting intentions and setting boundaries. And I think that that really opens up the door to facing down any lack of motivation or lack of purpose that we might feel by redefining the world around us and using our own ideas to keep our curiosity alive. Bella, when you think about purpose and this conversation, what's your opinion? I think, at least from a Gen Z perspective, that we don't necessarily value or perceive purpose as this big, great life mission. It's rather just all the little small successes to create a better you each and every day. And it's also just being able to, I think, uplift each other. A lot of us really want to continue to see the world become a better place. But that's like every generation. We all want to make our changes. But I think Gen Z's already doing a great job. I think this conversation has been very insightful and relatable, talking about identity. And for me, at least, I can see myself valuing my own identity and creating my own identity. So Claire, when you think about purpose and this conversation, what comes to your head? 
So I really enjoyed this conversation because I think I heard a lot of perspectives that I actually have not really heard because I've never really worked in an office space. And so hearing about like the purposes that drive people who are working nine to fives, like as a student, I haven't really heard that. And so it was very interesting to do that. And so when I think of purpose, what comes to my mind is within what's happening in America currently, my sense of purpose was kind of crushed a couple of weeks ago when Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. And so I felt I had no sense of purpose. And then that was also the weekend of pride. And so I kind of got myself out of bed after being very sad. And I went to the Queer Liberation March and seeing like thousands of people unite to fight what's happening in this world gave me a sense of purpose. So for me, purpose is that it's the necessity and responsibility of Gen Z to kind of fix the world that we have been put in. That is what I think of when I think of purpose. So that was TK, Sydney, Deliana, Genevieve, Bella, and Claire, Gen Zers. And for the rest of this season of Think Like a Founder, we're going to be talking to numerous Gen Z and millennial founders to get an even better sense of the young, purpose-driven, future-oriented generation that is out to save the planet. Stay tuned for conversations with Charlotte Melkert, co-founder and CEO of Equalture, John McElhone, co-founder and CEO of CropSafe, Andrew Cho, co-founder of Kona, and many more. I'm Maureen Taylor. Thanks for listening. Series producer is Mike Sullivan. Sound design by Mark Reed. Content and scripting by Jacelyn Drown and Catherine Hardy. Production coordinator is Natasha Thomas. Thanks also to Selena Persiani-Shell, John Hughes, and Ren Barrett.